Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Welcome. I am Katie Simone from SoulEvolutionCenter.com. The center's mission is to help you evolve into your best life. I am a psychic life advisor and an advanced channeler of beings of light and love. I provide life wisdom from beyond. This is a weekly show. I share various metaphysical and spiritual topics to help you evolve into your best life. I also share different channeled messages from beings of light and love who like to refer to themselves as ultra-high frequency beings. These channeled messages can be used as meditations for your healing and to raise your consciousness and vibration. Many of the transcripts for the episodes are shared on my blog at soulevolutioncenter.com for your reference as well and as a gift from me to you. So please feel free to check that out. I also share many of my own personal experiences to bring the subjects back into the area of practicality and integration into the third dimension, the earthly plane that we are existing in. In this episode, I am going to share my spiritual awakening and what led me to become a channeler, divine destiny, and my channeling process. If you are interested in developing your own channeling talents, this will serve as a helpful guide. Either way, you'll find it fascinating. I am so glad that you are here. I am so happy to be spending this time with you. That you are here listening is a sign that you are following your soul's calling and have been guided here. I share my own experiences and psychic activities so that you know that this is possible. I also share how I channel so that you can learn and hopefully expand your consciousness to not only know that there are other beings who are here to help us, but the possibilities of being able to communicate with them and with your higher self as well. Everyone is psychic and channels in different ways and on different levels. We were born this way. This is our endowment. A helpful analogy would be to say that we are all wired for this. It is that some of us never turn the power on. Everyone has the ability to channel and to receive psychic information not obtained from our sick six physical senses. This ability to channel comes in different ways for each person, according to many factors, including each person's life plan, their energetic health, and energetic blueprint when they were born. 
my ability to channel is directly related and correlating to my divine destiny during this earthly incarnation. Many people spontaneously channel throughout the day without even knowing it. It takes a certain amount of awareness and keenness, quote unquote, that was directly channeled as, uh, as I prepared for this, to recognize consciously when you are channeling. I have learned to develop and hone this awareness over the past six years since my spiritual awakening. I work on it daily. When I read some people's writings who do not consider themselves channelers, I can recognize when it is channeled. Many times these people are not even aware that they are the conduit. I especially realize that when people write differently than the way they talk, the writing vernacular and style is different than their verbal style. I have even recognized this in some of my friends' emails. Another example of being a spontaneous channel is when you share a resource or recommendation to a friend, and then your friend says to you, I was just looking for that. Or a friend mentions seeing a certain movie that you wanted to see but hadn't taken action on yet. Or you decide to contact someone out of the blue and that person says to you, I was just thinking of you. How many times have you experienced these type of incidences in your life? See, these are all valid and real forms of channeling and should not be discounted or taken for granted. These are amazing gifts. I may be slightly unique in that I recognize many of the times when I am channeling spoken words or written words because of my increased awareness. But sometimes I don't recognize when I'm channeling. I am just a natural and spontaneous channel. Sometimes I will channel automatically when I am writing an email to console a friend or even when I'm writing a Facebook post or comment. It will just come in telepathically and due to its more eloquent, gracious, and formal style of communication, I recognize it immediately as a channeling. Start noticing now if this happens to you when you write and send out emails. I also may be unique in that I channel complete written words and paragraph forms where some people may only receive single words, phrases, or feelings. But you see, my uniqueness in having this ability is all directly related to it being my divine purpose. And so it has been accelerated so that I can carry out my, quote, divine function, end quote, that was directly channeled. Sometimes psychic abilities may be activated or enhanced because of a spiritual awakening. That was my case. It was then that I started to realize consciously that I am a spiritual being 
having a physical existence for my evolution. My psychic abilities were activated and accelerated during my spiritual awakening in 2009. I developed clear audience, which is a form of telepathy, and the ability to see light form flashes in my environment. To learn more about my spiritual awakening, please see soulevolutioncenter.com and the tab named Meet Katie. I experienced extraordinary psychic developments in the spring of 2009. This was my making a personal decision to commit to a plan of self-development and improvement. This turned unexpectedly into a spiritual awakening. For the first time in my life, I began to understand that I am a spiritual being having a physical existence for my evolution. Prior to 2009, I led a normal life and had not experienced any unusual psychic development. The only psychic ind indicators I had prior was experiencing some clear audiency, hearing voices in my head as, I, as a child before drifting off to sleep at night. At the time of its occurrence, I thought it was my mother and father talking in the kitchen. I also continued to hear these voices as well as an adult before sleeping. I would actually hear human voices. It was not in my own thought voice. In this altered state of consciousness, right before drifting to sleep, I was able to pick up activity and other frequencies and hear conversations. At times, it felt like I was eavesdropping. Also as an indicator of my developing psychic skills, I had about three lucid dreams in 2008. That was the extent of my psychic activity prior to my spiritual awakening of 2009. After my awakening, I realized I have experiential knowledge, having experienced and seen it firsthand of the spiritual realm. My spiritual awakening began with me diligently saying many positive affirmations repeatedly on a daily basis to improve what I thought of as personality flaws. I would say up to 80 affirmations a day to give you an idea of how immersed I was in this. I also started meditating and doing spiritual yoga. I released emotional burdens that I had been carrying around consciously and unconsciously for years in regards to my family. In 2009, I also started to ask telepathically many times for the first time with much heartfelt intensity, how can I serve humanity? From that, my inner frequency was raised to a higher vibrational level. And the following occurred as a result. 
I developed the six clairs, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairalliance, clairgustinance, claircognizance, and clairsentience. I also started seeing light forms like auras, orbs, bands of light, and energy with my physical eyes in the physical space that I was in. These would flash sporadically and randomly around me. Now I'm going to talk about how I learned I could channel. I attended my first angel messenger class in 2009 to learn to connect with the angelic realm. We did a psychic exercise to channel ascended masters. These are high level spiritual beings who once lived on the earthly plane. Their mission and function now is to help humanity. The first ascended master I channeled as a result of this exercise is a written message from Master Kutumi. This is how I learned I had the ability to channel, to receive messages from beings that did not exist in the physical world. In 2014 and 2015, I heard telepathically in my own thought voice multiple times that I operate on multiple frequencies. I share the messages I have channeled on my blog, on my soul show, Soul Evolution Center, on Blog Talk Radio, and also on YouTube. Please follow me on these social media platforms to receive more channeled messages. I am going to talk now about my strongest psychic sense. I receive much of my information telepathically. I hear it in my head, in my own thought voice. The ability to hear words in your head telepathically is one form of the psychic sense of clairaudiency. This is the main way that I receive information when I channel beings that exist in other frequencies that we cannot readily discern with our physical senses. Clear audience is my strongest psychic sense. I also channel specific beings to provide life guidance to clients' questions during reading sessions. It is as if the being is talking directly through me, word for word, to the client to provide guidance to their questions. You can learn more about my reading services on soulevolutioncenter.com. I also have received information telepathically or clairaudiently in my own thought voice not only for clients, but for, for myself regularly during the day. It comes in spontaneously and randomly throughout the entire day and evening. If I quiet my mind just a little and slow down my own self-talk, 
I almost always hear a mumbling in the background of my mind. It may not be readily discernible, but I can hear it. It is like the guides are always there. That is the way it is. Your guides and your angels are always there. It is just a matter of tuning in and connecting with them clearly. I know that some psychics believe you should be closed psychically during the day. However, I feel as evolving beings, as we raise our consciousness, we are all going to become telepathic as a natural progression of evolution. This will be our new way of communication. I also like to be connected during the day because I want to receive guidance for myself during the day. So I do attempt to tune in, tune in as much as possible. I regularly cleanse my aura at least once a day. I usually do this when I'm taking my daily shower and integrate it in this way. Also, whenever I wash my hands, it is a reminder to me to wash my aura. Also with attention and visualization, even if it's only for a few seconds. These words are directly channeled. That does help dispel and prevent accumulation of energetic de debris. I also do a white light or color aura meditation almost daily from anywhere from five to 10 minutes a day. I usually do it upon waking up or before going to sleep. I feel I take adequate precautionary measures daily for energetic cleanliness and protection. I may also from time to time inject the Reiki emotional symbol for emotional clearing, purification, and protection into my energetic field, and I visualize my entire energy field and physical body immersed in this symbol. These are various ways that I use to cleanse and protect my aura. <clears throat> I do this because I am constantly tuned in during the day. I would also advise you to do the same. Please listen to my free channel, Chakra and Aura Meditation, on Episode 1 of the Soul Evolution Center on Blog Talk Radio. It is available for free on demand for your use. It will vitalize, align, and balance your seven major chakras. It will also cleanse, protect, and seal your aura. This type of energetic hygiene is important for everyone, not only if you want to channel or not. Let me share how I have increased my ability to channel. I have done this very simply by becoming more aware of what is in my mind. I spend quite a bit of, of the day when I can, when I am not involved in a specific task, in listening mode. I listen to the thoughts inside my head that are not my own, though they are my own thought voice. 
I recognize them as coming from another source as the information is new or not related at all to what I was consciously thinking in the moment. It is important to slow down your self-talk. When you go into listening mode of your thoughts, you are not creating your own thoughts. Your self-talk is minimized, slowed down, or even paused. This allows larger gaps in your thought stream for other beings or your higher self to communicate with you. This is very important to slow your self-talk and mind chatter. You may be surprised as well when you go into listening mode what you hear as your own self-talk. You may be surprised what you are telling yourself every day, many times a day, like a record playing in your mind over and over and over again. You may realize that your self-talk is not self-empowering, that it may be hypercritical, judgmental, and derogatory. This is an incredible revelatory process for your learning. Knowledge of this, awareness of this, will contribute to your own spiritual awakening. I'm going to share a specific exercise with you. It's called the listening mode exercise. This is a wonderful practice to get used to, to stimulate your clear audience or telepathy, listening to the thoughts that come inside your head. Practice that from now on. Now that you have learned about it, I would love to hear your experiences from that and if you are able to receive guidance from beyond. Please share your comments online on this episode so that we can all learn from it. Now, who do I hear inside of my head if these are not my own thoughts? Hmm, a very interesting question. I refer to them collectively as my guides. Though, to be honest, I am not exactly sure. Since the telepathy comes in my own thought voice, I cannot differentiate their voice. Once in a while, I will get a name. The majority of the time, however, I don't know. When I am sitting behind the computer to do a formal channeling session to receive information from beings, that is a completely different story. They almost always give me their names, which I sincerely appreciate, and I hope that continues. However, when I receive telepathic information inside of my head randomly and spontaneously during the day, it's a different story. I think of that as a different telepathic modality. I sense that it is higher level information that is being sent to me because of the content, 
and my own feelings of clear sentience, which is the psychic sense of sensing. I just sense that it is good stuff. When you receive information inside of your head from beings, they may not necessarily ring the doorbell and introduce themselves and give you their, their business card. I wish they would. That would be very helpful to me. That has been my experience with spontaneous telepathy over the past six years, but others may have different experiences. Please share your own experiences here on this episode. From time to time, I will ask telepathically after I receive a phrase or word, who is this? Please identify yourself. More often than not, unfortunately, I do not receive a response back consciously. I still attempt to find out from time to time. However, I have learned to release from this expectation and not get angry and upset about this, as this is lower vibrational and acts as a block to the telepathy. I would advise you to do the same, but you can still keep trying to ask. Just detach from the result. It is not unusual for psychics to not know what specific beings they are connecting with. In addition, I sense that these beings are not as caught up in the naming or labeling as we are for identification. That is a quality of the third world, the earthly plane. Sometimes I feel the beings just assign themselves a name for my benefit so I can tune into this if I want to channel them directly. Some psychics do not do know exactly what being they are channeling. They know their names and maybe even their backgrounds and relationships. Many times, psychics only channel a single being and develop a relationship ongoing with that being. I, on the other hand, have channeled over 40 different beings, making it more challenging for me to become familiar with each one. And again, that number is due to my divine destiny. Some of the beings that I channel have said to me, telepathically, of course, that they want me to become familiar with their vibration. I interpret this to mean for me to use my clear sentience, another psychic sense of sensing. Often during the day, the telepathic information that I receive is parsed and in phrases. It can be single words. It can be the first few words of a sentence, and the rest of it is dropped. This has been happening consistently and almost daily over the past six years. You may not clearly understand or receive complete information with these telepathic messages. I am a professional psychic. And at times, I still receive information like this 
for myself rather than in a streaming complete flow. Some other professional psychics and mediums receive information in this parsed fashion as well. Also, since psychics have their own life lessons to learn, we are at times not spoon-fed information in regards to our own lives. I have learned to accept this over time. When I am in a channeling session with a client, the telepathic flow is markedly different, with much more even flow and completeness. I consider channeling sessions for clients a different type of modality. I am sensing that when two people come together for a channeling, the reader and the client, their energies amplify the quality, allowing for a more efficient and effective channeling. To date, since 2009, when I spiritually awakened, I have channeled written messages from over 40 different beings, humans and spirit, including Mr. Edgar Casey, renowned American psychic and spirit, Aristotle, Gandhi, Mr. Benjamin Franklin, as well as the angelic realm and many archangels. Again, these are beings that exist in other dimensional frequencies than the third dimension or earth dimension that we are in. In April 2015, I heard telepathically that the term ultra-high frequency should be used to refer to these beings. I sensed then that the beings preferred this nomenclature rather than the term beings of light and love, that to them ultra-high frequency was more accurate. I started to use the term ultra-high frequency to refer to them on June 22, 2015. However, at times, I still call them beings of light and love, as that is what more people are familiar with. The term ultra-high frequency being is a new term. I am happy to take these psychic gifts and abilities given to me. I understand that when I channel beings of ultra-high frequency, it is a mutual partnership or association between me and the beings that I channel that extends beyond the third dimension, the earthly dimension. I have heard telepathically that when you receive a gift, you must give back. In 2009, during my spiritual awakening, I had a lucid dream in which I also heard that when you receive a gift, you must give back. The gift that I have received is to be a herald. I share these beings' messages of inspiration to help humanity and to provide hope and upliftment. I also had a dream in 2013 where a female told me outright that I am a messenger of hope. So now it is very clear to me what my divine destiny is.
I have heard telepathically many times, as I stated earlier, that I operate on multiple frequencies, which allows me to receive these telepathic communications from ultra-high frequency beings. In addition, telepathically, especially in May and June of 2015, for the first time, I heard directly repeated, you are an oracle, you are an oracle, numerous times. Whenever my mind was quiet during the day, I heard, you are an oracle, and my own thought voice inside of my head. I would hear it at random times during the day, in the early mornings before waking, and in the evenings before sleep. It became quite repetitive. It was like the phrase, you are an oracle, was on auto-repeat and would be repeated over and over again inside my head, like a form of subliminal programming. I sensed my guides really wanted me to embrace this. And so it was repeated numerous times. Also, telepathically and sporadically, I have heard you are an orator in 2014 and 2015. Orator is a term from another era and not one commonly used in the mainstream. This is another way I know that I am receiving information from beyond by the type of words I receive. An orator is one who speaks to others. This is another message to myself that I'm meant to share and speak on what I have experienced and my teachings. In mid-June 2015, after I released completely to my purpose of being a herald and orator, I started hearing telepathically the specific term, your divine destiny. So this is the term my guides use for life purpose, divine destiny. You also have a divine destiny. It may be different than my specific one of being a herald of ultra-high frequency beings. Yours may be more general or not. Do not compare yourself to me or others, for you have been uniquely created. You may not hear it telepathically and as clearly as I have, but know it will be revealed to you in the form you are ready to receive it when you are ready. This will especially happen if you desire to learn what it is and are ready to receive it consciously. A daily practice of meditation will help align you to your divine destiny. Know that it may take some time for your divine destiny to be revealed to you, as there may be some other priority life lessons for you to attend to. In good due time, it shall be shown to you. Be patient and don't get frustrated that you are not doing your divine destiny.
It wasn't until my middle-aged years that mine was revealed to me. Some may say I was a late bloomer, but I know now the universe knows exactly what it is doing and when it is doing it. All is in divine timing. It is only our ego that wants to rush things. I also have heard telepathically, serving in this way as a teacher, herald, an orator, was a promise I made before I incarnated to do this type of service. And that it is my, quote, prime directive, end quote, to be a herald that was directly channeled. Also, I heard numerous times telepathically that I, quote, fought, unquote, to come here to Earth, and that I had to, quote, convince the elders, uh, end quote. After almost six years of resisting this, since my spiritual awakening in 2009, I have finally released, surrendered, and embraced this as my new job function. Now that you know a little bit more about my background and how my psychic abilities were accelerated and how I started channeling, let me speak on my channeling process so that you can learn. I'm going to talk about the physical environment when I channel. I usually start the channeling sessions where I receive messages from beings by sitting behind my computer, at my desk, or the kitchen table, sometimes outside, on the patio, in a relaxed state. Sometimes I have relaxing music playing in the background. Sometimes I have an aromatherapy diffuser on that is dispersing essential grade aromatherapy oils into the space that I am in. These oils could be frankincense, sandalwood, or lavender. Those are the three most common ones that I may use. My dish of assorted crystals that are cleared and charged with light and love are right by my computer when I channel. I have about 30 different crystals in my dish. Now I'm going to talk about my emotional state when I channel. I just reviewed the physical environment. I like to channel when I'm physically alert and not overly tired. The best time for me to channel is between 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Then I find my energy levels waning in the very late afternoon and evening. You may have another time block when you are at your best and alert. I only channel when I am in a good mood or in a high vibrational state. I channel only when I feel peaceful and don't have anything pressing on my mind. I don't bother to channel if I am cranky or upset as these act as blocks to the transmission flow, and I, may, and I may end up allowing myself to feel frustrated. The guides have reminded me a few times telepathically 
how important my state of mind is when I channel. When I start a channeling session, whether it be a written session or a, for, a verbal session for a reading for a client, I always put my ego aside. I don't have any expectation or preconceived notion of what I am to receive. I am an open slate for the universe to imprint on my consciousness. Being open-minded is absolutely key to being able to channel in the best way. The beings work with your thought systems and belief systems. If you have rigid set beliefs, they will not channel to you information to the contrary. Your belief system acts like a filter. It controls the content that is allowed in. The beings can send higher quality on broader subjects, more accurate specific information if your mind is open, fertile, and receptive. For example, if you are a misogynist or discriminate against certain classes of people, you will be more limited as to what you receive. The very high vibrational beings work with those channelers who are of the same vibration. It is a type of resonance and, quote, harmony, end quote, that was channeled. I have to say that that is one of my stronger personality traits, open-mindedness, which I feel has contributed to my channeling success. Your vocabulary and level of education have an impact on your channeling and what you would channel and how you would channel. I have noticed with other channelers that the beings work within their vocabulary. If you are well-read, educated, and have an extended vocabulary, they have more choices for word selection when you channel them. That makes sense. If you have a limited vocabulary, they will also be limited. They usually do not use words that you do not have a conscious familiarity with as this causes disharmony within the channeler and therefore acts as a cloud to block the channel flow. Quote, this is a natural and normal response, unquote, that was directly channeled. I was a ferocious reader when I was young, reading book after book after book. I sensed that my, my vocabulary was extended because of that. Though I was born in a foreign country and came to the United States when I was three, I scored in the very high percentiles for English and reading on the standardized testing in elementary school. I can tell when I channel that the beings may use an archaic term or a word from another generation that has been stored in my memory cells. They pull and pluck the words from there, even if I don't use these words daily. I have found this to be the case in my experiences. However, I am sure that there are prodigy channelers who are able to channel on topics that are completely foreign to them on conscious levels, though this is rare. That was a direct quote as well, a channeled uh, quote 
this is rare. For example, I noticed that I strain when I channel information about the scientific fields such as electrical or mechanical areas. I have had a few clients ask for channel guidance in these areas. That is how I learned that there was a weakness in my channeling in these areas. In this lifetime, I have not had any practical experiences in these scientific fields. My knowledge and terminology in this area is limited. However, an engineer by education and or by trade may be able to channel such technical information with much more ease and dexterity. This makes sense. Another state to be considerate of is your physical state when you channel. I channel when my stomach is pleasantly satiated and not overly hungry. In fact, about two to three times in the past two to three years, I contemplated going on a low carb carbohydrate for weight reduction. I reduced my carb gram level for a day or two. After a day or two, I started receiving clairvoyant images. These are images that you receive within your head. This is one form that it may take of starchy foods and traditional Turkish dishes, such as rice and potatoes that I had grown up with. I sensed that it was my father in, sp in spirit or my Turkish relatives sending me these images to get me to ingest more carbs for my own well-being. Once telepathically, after being on a low-carbohydrate car diet, I heard, you will not be able to channel. After that, I knew my guides did not support me being on a low-carbohydrate diet. This is a true story. When I lowered my carbon intake, I usually become lethargic, tired, and cranky. I have difficulty focusing and working on projects because I am craving carbs. These are not conducive traits or vibrations to have when you are attempting to connect to other realms. I even had a dream in 2013 or so when I was in an elevator with a medical doctor and he told me that I did not have to give up bread. I want to share my own personal experiences with this to teach you what may impact the quality of your channeling and how you may receive information from, behind, from beyond the veil uh, to provide support to you. Also, I only channel when I have an appropriate block of uninterrupted time, free of distractions, and without any hurry. I have found a 45 time block to be auto, a minute time block to be adequate to the length of the channelings I usually receive. In this optimal state, state the ultra high frequency beings can be more readily able to connect with me and the communication flow will be flowing and stronger with less strain on my part. So you see the type of things that can act as disruptive distractions like your mood, the time of day, and the quality of your environment. This can 
detrimentally affect your ability to receive channeled information. It is important to be aware of these conditions and to consciously work to optimize all factors for your success. It is important to have a well thought out, intuitively guided invocation to start your channeling and to set the vibrational tone for the channeling. Quote, this acts as an energetic catalyst. It prepares the space, end quote, that was directly channeled. Your invocation should be written out as it shows to the universe your pure intention. When you write out your invocation, it is also more focused. Take the time to pause and feel and hear what the universe wants to deliver to you as your invocation. The universe appreciates this effort you have taken to contemplate and prepare your invocation. After you make sure you have the optimal environment and in the proper state of mind, as I shared earlier, it is important to state the invocation to start the channeling. It marks the beginning of the channeling process. If you have a specific being in mind that you want to connect with, you can invite that being in by name. It can be a specific archangel if you want to channel the archangel realm. I occasionally ask for a specific being, and I also just ask for the highest and best guidance for this time from any high-level being that wants to communicate and share their message to humanity. Sometimes the beings come directly to me as Aristotle and Mr. Benjamin Franklin did. What I do is I type the invocation into my Word document on my computer at the beginning of every channeling session, and then I also telepathically send it as well. I'm I am going to share my invocation that I usually use to start a channeling. You are welcome to use it as your own or as a starting point for your own invocation. This is my invocation. Dear loved ones, or the specific name of the being I want to channel, I am here to receive the highest and best guidance at this time for humanity. Thank you for your earlier messages, which I have shared on my Facebook and my blog. Please be clear understandable, accurate, and specific. Please help and support me to receive your words easily. Thank you. Namaste. An important note. In April 2015, I heard telepathically that I should include the phrase, quote, highest and the best, end quote, in my invocation. So now I make sure that I do that. After typing my invocation into the computer 
and stating it telepathically, I do the following. With my eyes closed, I take a deep breath. I clear my mind and become totally present in the moment. I have my ego step aside. I release any expectation. This is absolutely essential to do. If you have mind chatter, you will not hear the telepathic information coming in. Your mind chatter and self-talk will act as barriers. Your mind needs to be open, quiet, still, and relaxed. I listen very closely, but without force, to what I may hear inside of my head in my own thought voice, but that was not generated by me. Again, this is the psychic sense of clear audience. It is the main way that I receive information. After I state and type my invocation into the computer, it may take three to five minutes for the telepathic feed to come into my mind. During this entire time, I stay relaxed, I breathe deeply, and my eyes are closed. I also attempt to tune into the being's energy. As I shared earlier, I have received telepathically that I am to sense their vibration. I use my clear sentience, the psychic sense of sensing, to feel the connection to the being. Sometimes I will receive a clairvoyant image of the being inside my mind. It pops in like a memory. Clairvoyancy is another psychic sense. That is when you receive images or visions inside your mind's eye. That is one form that clairvoyancy takes. When I receive an image of the being that I am to channel, it is very validating to me as the channeler because I actually have a picture inside of my mind of the being. As soon as I hear the telepathic message coming in, I transcribe it into my computer. There, that is my channeling process and how I receive uh, channeled messages. To learn more about how I channel, including the specifics and common questions people ask me like, how do, I, how do I know if when I channel, it is just not my imagination? Or how do I know I am not channeling dark entities? Please refer to the on-demand episode number three of the Soul Evolution Center show on Blog Talk Radio. I think you will find that episode very interesting. If I find during the channeling that the channeling is going slow and not a strong streaming telepathic stream, I may take some additional breaths. I will also relax more. 
I, I attempt to raise my vibration to a higher level with my intention and visualization. I open up my heart chakra and radiate love. If the channeling feels labored, I telepathically ask for help and support. I telepathically tell the guides, I am having trouble hearing you. Please send it louder and clearer. It is important to stay calm. Frustration and anger will only further block the transmission. Sometimes I will send the guides a clairvoyant image of a volume meter to let them know to turn up the volume, increase the sound, or I will clairvoyantly send them an image of a giant human ear to let them know I am having difficulty hearing their message. I've become quite creative with my experiences. I also, if I have trouble hearing the communication, I may take my amethyst crystal that has been cleared and charged with light and love and hold it directly on my third eye, which is that space between your mid eyebrow for a few seconds to stimulate my third eye more. Your third eye is your connection to your intuition your your, and your insight, and also to your clairvoyance. If after all those measures, the transmission is still coming in stuttered or with large pauses in between, I just stop channeling. I thank them and I let the beings know that I will tempt it again on another day. I usually don't even reattempt on the same day. One time in 2014, when I was sitting outside on my patio during a channeling session behind my computer, and the telepathy, telepathy was coming in parsed, I kept asking for help and for an increase in volume. Then telepathically I heard, to my surprise, Quote, since World War II, the air quality, end quote, and the sentence was dropped. I understood this to mean that the quality of the air had been impeded as a result of air contamination from World War II. And this was one of the reasons the telepathic flow was weak, and probably not only for me, but for other channelers as well. I found this very sad, and this is another reason why war should be avoided at all co costs. The long-term effects are unmeasured and are still lingering. I created my own rating system to help myself assess the quality of the channeling transmission flow from zero to five, with five being the highest in terms of clarity, strength, and flow. I love when I receive messages that I rate a four, a five, or a five. The telepathy just flows like butter. When I receive these type of strong messages, I have more faith and confidence 
and the information that is delivered. When the transmission is a three or less, this is when the quality of the telepathy is degraded. And this is when I will usually stop the channeling. There are many messages that I have received in my channeling log over the past six years that I have not shared for this reason. I am very honest and upfront about this. I'm not going to tell you each and every time I sit down to do a channeling, I receive a clear, concise, complete message. This just comes with the territory. Sometimes I will go back to these old messages and see if I can pull out clear, concise nuggets of channeled information to share. The quality of the channeler's vibration is so important. It is important not to get depressed, upset, impatient, frustrated, if you are unhappy with the quality or strength of your channeling. As I stated earlier, these only serve as blocks. Just keep at it. As with so many other things in life, practice does help improve your skills. I'm going to share with you some ongoing practices that I recommend to be a clear channel. These should be integrated into your life consistently. I do them regularly. These practices have helped me to become a clear conduit for the messages from beyond. And these practices also contribute to my overall energetic health, which is necessary for channeling. Practice number one, raise your consciousness. This correlates to raising your internal vibration. This is the most important teaching of all and should be your priority and focus. That was directly channeled. How do you raise your vibration? I will explain. By integrating the following into your life. Love, self-love peace, forgiveness, compassion, joy, non-judgment, happiness, gratitude, generosity, open-mindedness, harmony, balance, acceptance, and other types of similar emotions. As I recited from that list, you may have noticed certain emotions may have hit a deeper chord within you. Take note, this is probably an area for your healing. Just as important are the types of emotions that can lower your vibration. These are emotions such as hate, fear, anxiety, 
anger, judgment, sadness, envy, resentment, doubt, shame, guilt, impatience, frustration, arrogance, contempt, closed-mindedness, regret, apathy, vengefulness, and other types of similar emotions. Learn to become more aware of when you are feeling these low vibrational emotions and minimize the amount of time you feel this by fully acknowledging them. Do not repress or suppress them. We are only human. It is to be expected that we will experience some of these as part of our humanity. After acknowledgement, it is important to fully release them through a practice of forgiveness for yourself or others and or a practice of gratitude. This practice of raising your consciousness, of raising your vibration is very important. I will share my own experiences with raising my vibration. Every day, I do consciously work on transcending my base reactive emotion and rising to feelings of love, gratitude, and compassion for myself and those humans that I interact with. I have made this my commitment and my practice as much as possible. I feel that I have more work to do as I still dip into lower vibrational reactions at times. Others in my life can attest to my episodic moments of these. I am by no means perfect. However, the intensity and duration of these emotional episodes have been greatly shortened for me. I am so thankful for this. And most importantly, I have a higher quality of life. I am and feel liberated from some of my earlier emotional disruptive reactions. I have made much progress since 2009 with my intention and commitment to do so. You can as well with your commitment vigilance, and practice. I guarantee you that you will be very happy that you did this for yourself. And indeed, you will have more amazing spiritual moments as a result. Another practice to integrate into your life is to study spiritual teachings, those that resonate with you. You intuitively pick these. They can be New Age teachings, Buddhism, A Course in Miracles, whatever your intuition is drawn to, whatever your soul is yearning for. Please practice daily meditation at regular times. Also, 
do regular energy work like Reiki, Qigong, Tai Chi, or yoga. Live a healthy lifestyle. Have proper sleep and regular weekly exercise. Have balance in your life. Have a healthy diet like organic, natural foods, unprocessed foods. Avoid refined foods. Eat foods in their more natural state. Proper hydration. Drink clear water. Spend time in nature. These are all practices to be done regularly to increase your consciousness and improve your energetic health, which will in turn improve your channeling abilities. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope you found it helpful and inspiring. I hope that your consciousness has been expanded. Please remember to do the exercises I recommended to create awareness by slowing down your self-talk and by becoming more aware of what is in your mind by listening instead of creating thoughts. Please share your experiences following this here on the Soul Evolution Center show. The transcript to this episode is shared on my blog that is part of my website, soulevolutioncenter.com. Please refer to that as well as a resource. Stay well and remember that the power is always within you. Namaste.